Welcome to Leveraged Lifestyle, the podcast that shares with you the mindset and skill set it takes for you to create your ideal leveraged lifestyle, whatever that might look like for you. Please welcome your host, entrepreneur, world record holder, and globetrotter, Catherine Turner. Hi there, it's Catherine Turner, and in today's episode of Leveraged Lifestyle, I want to talk about focus and the idea of chasing this shiny penny, because I believe that chasing this ideal grass is greener on the other side, shiny penny syndrome is not going to bring you a leveraged lifestyle. It kind of ties in with an episode I did, episode 33, Finding Your Flow, but I want to concentrate specifically on focus, how you can find it, what it means, how you can take the business that you're in, merge it and build other businesses alongside it, but still have that solo focus in terms of a strategy or a business model or something that really builds on what you've already built. So if you haven't heard the analogy or the breakdown of focus, it is follow one course until successful. In this instance, though, I want to put a caveat because I think there is something also in knowing when to quit. So it's not following the wrong course until successful because you may eventually make a success of it, but it's going to be hard going. It's not about following something that doesn't make you happy until you've somehow made some sort of success of it. it that just doesn't work. It, it will not end in that final word success. It is also about knowing when to stop, when to quit, when maybe to take a second look at it and get a second opinion. And I do believe the only way or the quickest way, should I say, without running yourself into the ground, is to get a mentor or a coach who can help you see those blind spots, who can help you see the things that you can't see or that you struggle to see because you're just in there doing the doing. And like I said, if you're focusing in the wrong area or on the wrong thing or on the wrong strategy or on the wrong business model that really doesn't work for maybe the lifestyle you're trying to build, it's not a great return on your time investment or your money investment, that actually having someone who is outside, who ideally has no bias towards it as well, can help you see that. So a mentor may have been there and done it and can maybe say, look, actually, I don't think this works here in this area or you're targeting the wrong maybe product at the wrong person, that would be really helpful to work with a mentor who's been there and done it. But equally, if you had, say, a coach who has zero bias towards it and is more a business coach because they've worked in business and they understand the fundamentals, but they have no bias towards maybe your product or service or your property investment or whatever it may be, your investment strategy, that actually that is going to help you again, like I say, see those things that you cannot see because you're too in it. So having someone unbiased in that area is really helpful. That being said and done, and why I say that is from experience, because I was trying to make a property strategy work in an area that the strategy just wasn't a good fit for. So in this example that I went through, I was trying to make rent to rent HMOs work in my hometown. That was all well and good. I did all the right steps. I built up my branding, my company repertoire, my FAQs, everything around that. Once I had the kind of the basics in place, I was talking to agents, going to view properties, getting the HMO register list, like they all say. And what I didn't realize, because you don't know what you don't know, 
I was looking in an area where there was only 43 registered HMOs at the time when I was looking. There may be more now, I don't know. What I didn't find out until actually going to work with other people who were working on the rent-to-rent strategy with HMOs in mind, but were doing it in different parts of the country, is that I believe a guy who was doing it further up north, he had on his HMO register that the council provides, it's public knowledge, over a thousand registered HMOs that suddenly that light bulb went off for me that I'm trying to make a strategy fit and work in a place where maybe it just doesn't. Yes, I believe HMOs work in the town I'm in or the city I'm in, but rent to rent does not because there's just not the stock here to make it work. So that was a hard lesson to learn on my own for a long time. I was trying to make this work, view lots of properties that I thought could work, but actually there was always something wrong with the layout. What I came to realise eventually is that the rent-to-rent model (coughs) really worked well in my hometown and city, but for the SA model, the service accommodation model, and that then became my focus and the strategy we've now continued to grow. As many of you know, I've been doing that for over four years now. So that for me now is following that one course until successful. The other thing that follows alongside this idea of focus is many of you may be building your business alongside a day job, maybe around caring for loved ones, children, whatever it might be. I did an episode last week on if you're busy and I've got other things on and how you become productive when you are always busy. So I hope you found that one useful if you were listening or if you haven't yet, go and check that one out. But I want to go into, okay, how do you then break down your time and make a success and still feel like you are focusing then on either building your business or on the different areas of your life that are going on. So uh, one of my mentors, Rob Moore, he has a philosophy that is called the 70-20-10 model, kind of loosely based around the 80-20 Proto's principle, if you've ever heard of that. Again, I would recommend going to look that up. Uh, Might be worth doing an episode on it at some point. I do think it, yeah, it is relevant to creating a leveraged lifestyle, and definitely in business and how things work in business and economics and all of that as well. But I see so many people taking that kind of principle of breaking things down, having one main focus, maybe a little focus going on, and then even smaller one, maybe just starting up or just getting some basics in the background ready to start when you're ready. But instead, what I see is people do a kind of 33, 33, 33 model. And that is just not going to get you anywhere quickly, just by the nature of it. If you're focusing on three different things, trying to spread your time evenly across them, nothing is going to get started quick, get going quickly, and you're going through the, the, essentially the startup phase of any business is the toughest phase, is the time where you're going to be having to put the most time in and the most effort in. And actually, if you can circumnavigate that by having a real focused business model, so for us in this example would be our service accommodation business, building up our portfolio of rent to rent and then managed. And again, we've kind of built up our systems to be able to then manage other people so we can now take on more properties a lot quicker because we have the systems and the processes in place, we have the team in place. Again, that was maybe something that was our 20 for a little while that we were looking to manage other people, but making sure our systems were right for all the ones that were within our portfolio already before we then took that bigger. So again, the systems, the processes, all the same in the sense of how we're managing them all. And it's just a slightly different acquisition process. The 10 that was going on was that we always had this idea that we wanted to launch a national brand around service accommodation and have this overarching 
quality assurance. We know what the market needs. We're working with so many corporate providers and what we didn't have uh, or what we knew we wanted was to have a bigger reach, essentially. So one of the things we've created from our what was our 10 is now a national brand called bookmystay.co.uk. So I have been mentioning for a while now we've been up to some new things and this is one of them. I'll make sure the links are in the show notes as well if you want to go and check out what we're up to there, uh, especially if you are a service accommodation operator and you want to come and use our national brand service to help you get corporate bookings where you maybe haven't got the UK reach we can now give you that UK reach under our national brand, bookmystay.co.uk. And we're really excited about that. But like I said, we couldn't have done that when we first started with just one property, because like I said, it, it starts with one at the end of the day. We've made this happen now. We have created a new joint venture with a couple of guys, Chris and Stephen up north, and we're now able to cover north and south. And we're now coming under one trading name called Ideal. You can find us and what we're doing there at ideal-collective.com. Dot com. And we've gone with dot com because we, we do see this going internationally in the very near future. Ideal has now, it is a collective of our different brands and what myself and Stephen have been working on and also what Chris and Steve have been working on as well. So we've got two Steves. It's going to get complicated, I'm sure, um, but we'll figure it out somehow. Again, like I said, that wouldn't have happened when we started our service accommodation four years ago, but it has now. We've built up, we've built up our own units, we've built up our managed units. We've now got the national brand and now we're bringing this and working with other people and collaborating and bringing that all together under ideal-collective.com. So we're really excited about that. But that's to give you an idea of how you could be building your businesses. So whether it's property or online or a service base or a product base, you could do the same. So start with one thing. Have your main 70% thing that is you're working on, you're building on, you know how it works. You're building up the processes, the systems, the team around that as well, because you're not going to be able to bring in other businesses or other services until you can get the first thing right. And so whether that's maybe you do a course, maybe you're a trainer or a speaker and you have your kind of one day course, then you build up to your three days. Then maybe you have a retreat or something like that for a few days. And then maybe you have an international retreat, but you wouldn't start with the international retreat first. You need people to go through a journey with you. And again, I've done an episode on the kind of the product staircase as well and the service staircase that that can work for as well. But it works the same way in terms of where your focus is. And you can only kind of build up that journey for the customers once they've kind of come in that beginning end. And again, it just gives you a chance to focus and get the fundamentals right after all. That's what it's all about. One of the things though I want to say as part of this, uh, because I think it is quite important when I realised this idea of chasing the shiny penny, focusing on the one thing that is going to work for you, because look, I know, well, I'm, I'm just, I don't want to say a victim of it, a survivor of it, but I very much started with um, a property training company when I got started that really advocated essentially getting knowledge in all these different property investment strategies, different acquisition strategies, different uh, models for then letting them out or getting tenants or uh, getting buyers. And it was just all too much, really. You know, I'm all one for learning. I love learning. I long, love taking in new knowledge. You may be the same. But what it was doing was teaching me that I needed to know absolutely everything about absolutely everything. And it's just not possible. And it meant a lot of the stuff that I was trying to apply, I was then like, okay, let's do a single let. Then I was like, okay, let's do some HMO, let's do some deal packaging, let's do some sourcing, let's do a flip. 
I tried my hand at absolutely everything. And what it meant was I was getting nowhere fast. But what I then kept doing as well, once I thought I had my direction and I thought at one point it was going to be a HMO buying and deal packaging and working with investors around that. And that for a long time was kind of what we thought. And then I realized, actually, I'm not a massive fan of working with tenants. There are a lot of regulations in um, HMOs that need to be kept up with. And I wanted to create a leveraged lifestyle. And I wasn't sure at that point whether there was a management agent who could take on all of that for me. And I just realised I was becoming actually more of an agony aunt than a landlord, actually, for a lot of my tenants. And I just realised it wasn't the model that worked for me. But what I was then doing was going, OK, what's the next best thing? What's the thing that's going to make me the money? What's the thing that is going to give me the lifestyle I want? And of course, every person who talks about any strategy or investment or product or whatever it might be, they always want to share with you that theirs is the next best thing. And you know what? It's great if you can try these things out and maybe low to no cost and just give things a bit of a go and, and speak to people who are actually doing it and get the ins and outs, you know, get the good, the bad, the ugly and find out actually, is that going to work with the lifestyle you want to create? So what I had to realise is as part of focusing on the strategy on the investment was I couldn't compare myself to others along the way because it would mean that I wanted their thing. Oh, their strategy looks better than mine. Their thing seems to be making even more money or bigger lump sums or whatever it might be. And actually, I wasn't probably hearing some of the maybe it's a bit harder or it takes longer or more involved because that's how they like to work. And actually understanding how the day to day of those different strategies or those investment models or those products would work. So don't compare yourself to others. Don't compare your strategy to other strategies. What I do think is helpful, though, is to just compare yourself to yourself by measuring how far you've come. So looking back at, you know, where you were last year, how you've grown as a person, how you've grown as a business owner and an entrepreneur. Do compare yourself to your business and where your business uh, was last year compared to where it is now and see the growth and see how much you've developed the business and just your understanding of your customers' needs and the people you work with. All of that is a much better yardstick than saying, oh, okay, I want to go and do what they're doing because that looks better. Actually compare yourself to yourself and your business to where your business was, let's say, last year, year before um, six months ago as well. What can be helpful is comparing your strategy and business with others in the same arena as well, maybe to understand your competition, but also understand where you might be able to collaborate. And, and you know, our collaboration with Low Light Homes and, and Chris and Steve has come about to create Ideal because we were having those conversations and being in the same arena, same masterminds, being in the same room essentially as them. So again, that's where things like masterminds can really come in, in handy. They can give you partners to work with, collaborations that you wouldn't have thought of. And again, I'm a real fan of masterminds as well. Actually, my husband Stephen's at one today. And what I would love to do actually, I think would be really helpful is to get Stephen on the podcast and share with you some more insights about how we have developed these additional businesses and brands and companies and how that growth has happened and how kind of the learnings that we've gone through that we can share with you. So I'm going to pin him down at some point. It's a, a rare treat to ever have Stephen on the microphone or on camera. So I'm going to make it happen. But like I said, do compare your strategy and business with others, maybe in a similar mastermind, but don't compare your strategy to others' strategies. You know, once you've honed yours, once you've got it right, you know that actually you're on the right path. Chasing that new exciting strategy is not going to be the way to a leveraged lifestyle. So 
I want to reiterate all of that. Focus with the caveat that know when to quit. Use the 70-20-10 principle to have your main business and have some other things just kind of bubbling away in the background, have them as thoughts, ideas, that when you're ready, it means then you're kind of ready to move straight into. So you don't have that big kind of growth learning curve like you would have done if you were trying to start three businesses in one go. Don't compare yourself to others or other people's strategies, but do compare yourself to where you were last year, six months ago, five years ago even, and also where your business was. And do compare yourself to other businesses in the same strategy and arena as you, but maybe in different areas. It's always helpful and and getting together maybe on masterminds is a really useful way to do that as well. I hope that's been helpful. Um, Like I said, this isn't about finding what your focus is. Uh, Episode 33, Finding Your Flow, will help with that. I'm looking forward to bringing you the interview with Stephen as well, because I think he's going to have some real good nuggets, insights. We're growing our team virtually and physically. We've moved into new offices as well. And we've gone to another level that I want to share with you how it's all kind of progressed and how that's moved forward. And um, yeah, how that can help you as well build your business, because a lot of things that we're doing, we maybe hadn't thought about four years ago when we very first started this particular business strategy. So I've been in property now. Um, since 2011, 2012. Like I said, it's only the last four years that me and Stephen have given it the focus. We've built the team around that particular strategy and it has absolutely paid dividends. So I hope that helps, gives you that courage as well to know that you don't have to keep chasing the new thing, but that I would suggest, you know, getting some insights from people who've been there, done it, been around the blog a bit and have maybe made some of those mistakes that maybe you feel like you're making right now and getting some good insights from them can really help move your business along. So as always, the best with your business success, anything I can help with, do come and catch up in the Leverage Lifestyle community. Always happy to answer your questions in there. Anything you want to know, put it out there myself, my team. And there's lots of great business owners in there as well who can give their insights, um, which I absolutely love. It's uh, the power of the community. So make sure you're in that. I'll put the link in the show notes as always. And remember, there is no better time than now to start creating your leveraged lifestyle.